1: Live around Australia on SEN, welcome to Off the Tea, talking all things golf with Nick O'Hearn and Sam Hargraves. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Welcome to Off the Tea. Everything you need to know that's happening in the world of golf, we will be discussing tonight. And it would be the understatement of the year to say that it has been a massive week in world golf. And there's no one better to speak to about that than the former world number 16, the only person on the planet. With a 2 0 record against Tiger Woods in match play golf. I speak of course of Nick Ahern. Hello, mate. G'day, Sam. It's great to be here again. So, when we spoke last week, and I said, Well, tonight there's going to be an announcement. And Cam Smith and Mark Leishman, and four, maybe five others, it ended up being four, are headed to live. And you said, Well, until it's announced, I won't quite know how I feel. (laughs) It's been announced. He's played his first tournament, Cam Smith, and Mark Leishman has as well. When you heard that it was official Mm -hmm. and now a week on, uh, how does it sit with you that Cam Smith and Mark Leishman have joined the Live Golf Tour? Understandable, and the rumours were always
2: coming. The, The one thing I was disappointed in, though, was the fact that Cam Smith said, you'll hear from Cam Smith, not Cam Percy. We remember those comments. Yes. When you need to know something, you'll hear from Cam Smith. Unfortunately, we never did. It just came out as a press release. Yeah. And he just sort of, you know, th- there was no official, here's my statement. Harold Varner, who was one of the players, he, he did a nice press release and he was just honest. He just said, look, I'm doing it for the money. I'm setting my family up for generations. Cam Smith spoke a little bit about after it was announced how it'll give him more chance to come back here to Australia, which I can understand. Again, I don't begrudge anyone taking this money for sure. Mm. That's uh, that's a completely personal choice as to what they want to do in that regard. Um from a legacy and a traditional standpoint I guess I'm a little disappointed that he didn't stick with the PGA tour because it would have been fun to see him play all those big events and, and continue on in that regard but again I'm hearing different things around that he may not want to play golf for another well play golf for another five or six more years and then after that maybe hang it up so he's got all these exemptions for the next five years given that the majors are on so it's it's a it's up to him
1: Talk about that in just a moment. But if you hadn't heard, this is why Cam Smithy said he decided to join Live. And this was at the press conference before the Live Boston event, which we're going to cover off on that event itself, because it feels like for the first time, all eyes were on a Live event.
2: Yeah, they certainly were. And it
1: was a phenomenal tournament in a lot of ways, a lot of storylines to come out of it. Um, the, the, the finish was as exciting as he could have hoped for. So I want to get your view on that in just a moment, but I even noticed, and we go through every week, the Aussies abroad and we look at the tournaments that the Aussies have been playing in. And we do that on the Australian PGA website. We for do? The first time they've got the live event as one of the tournaments that Aussies have been playing in and the results therein. This is why Cam Smith, if you hadn't heard, decided the world number two, that he was going to be joining live golf. Yes,
0: it was a business decision as well, but, um, you know, like Mark said, there's there's so many positives to come out of this thing. Um, you know, for me, I haven't been back in, in Australia for, for three years as well. Um, you know, to spend more time at home, uh, you know, not miss it out on, you know, friends and families, weddings and... Uh, that's going to be a part of my life that I can't wait to get back my life has definitely changed over the last you know couple of months um, after the British Open I've had uh, a few phone calls with players um, I've sat down with Jay uh, we had a good conversation um, it, it has been a little bit different but this for me um, was was the right decision um, you know I think this is the future of golf I think um, it's been the same for a very very long time and uh, it needs to be stirred up a little bit.
1: The future of golf, it needs to be stirred up a little bit. It's certainly (laughs) done that, has lived golf. That is the understatement uh, of the year. But are you accepting, because there's been plenty that haven't been accepting of three months extra at home, more time with family, more time with friends. He loves his rugby league and his state of origin, more time for fishing and more time for people's weddings and and life events. You've lived this life Mm. as an Australian golfer who if you wanted to play in, the, in the, the, the biggest and the best competition in the world, you had to forego being here. You had to forego playing here. Does that ring true to you? In, in a way. I mean, the way and
2: – the, and the interesting thing is now the PGA Tour, the way they've structured their season as it's, uh, I guess, evolved from all this developments with Liv – is they're going to be playing a fairly full schedule through to August, into sometime into September perhaps. So you'd have the rest of the year off anyway if you wanted to as a top player. So again, he can come home whenever he likes through the year. He doesn't have to play you know, all the golf tournaments that he does. However, it's a personal choice in that regard and completely up to him. So, um, you know, I can't sit in the shoes of Cam Smith. I think uh, Mark Leishman, uh, for him, he knows he's sort of past his prime, I would say, in that regard. He's probably not going to contend in majors. That was that was never a big surprise there. Cam Smith, I thought uh, he, he may still hang on, and Rory obviously tried to get him to stay as well with some conversations that he had. Rumours were circulating. Ernie Ells. Ernie Ells, <laughs> yes. I mean, we had the President's Cup. One of the comments Cam Smith said, yes, I want to play the President's Cup, but obviously he can't now because he's banned from the PGA Tour. Rumours were circulating around as to when he did sign with Liv. That was an interesting thing I heard. And something I did hear was it was the Monday of the Open Championship, so the Monday before the tournament started. And if that's true, if he'd have waited another week, he could have probably added another $50 million onto his price tag, I'd imagine, as the Open champion as well. So another thing that's happened for him is at headquarters in uh, at TPC Sawgrass, where the PGA Tour is, They've taken away his... Is
1: this not the height of pettiness?
2: <laughs> wow. They've taken away his car park space with, <laughs> with his name on it as the player's champion. So it's, uh yeah, I mean, they've taken that to the extreme. Now, he, that's where he lives and that's where he plays and practices. So he's not going to be allowed to go and to do his work there anymore. He's got to find somewhere else to go.
1: That That is the equivalent of, I know you are, you said you are, so what am I? It, it, that... <laughs> took his car park yeah. and took his photo down. That is, the, that is the act of a jilted lover, Nick Ahern. <laughs> well, Not the... <laughs> one of the elite <laughs> golfing venues in the world.
2: Yeah, well, they've... Wow. Uh, you know, the, the PGA Tour has taken a very firm stance, obviously, on... Yep. Okay, if you're going, you're gone. You're not allowed back. Very, very simple. they have very cut and dry. The European Tour... You know They're in a similar boat. They sort of have that stance, but there are legal issues where they're allowed to still come back and play, which we're going to talk about as we, we go. We are
1: going on. to talk about that. Let me put this to you, though, because we want to cover off on the Live Boston event. Um, before we do that, this was... And Mark Leishman is the forgotten player in all of this. He sat next to Cam Smith at a press conference. Is he the cyclist who, who is just sitting in behind... Is the he, leader. Is he the Stephen Bradbury? I, I think, yeah. I mean, he every, every he, he's Cam Smith's out the front, taking all the hits, and the leash is just easing the slipstream through unfettered.
2: I think there was a lot of guys like you know, like that in that in that first live event. Remember, they I mean, the press conference in that first yeah. live event was just cringe worthy because they really didn't know what to say. They no. couldn't say we're here for the money. They had all these other excuses, and we know they're there for the money. It's quite simple.
1: This is Mark Leishman on why he chose to go to the Live Tour.
0: You know, I didn't come over here for one reason or another. There was many reasons why I, I decided to, to be a part of, of this tour. Um, you know, three young kids at home, obviously to see them more. Yes, the money was a factor. Um, and just to, to spend more time at home, it was, um, well, home being Virginia Beach and also in Australia. Um, so there, there was a lot of factors for me. Um, the majors was, was one of them that... Maybe was a, a a little bit of a down point, but like I said, hopefully things can sort itself out, and and I can I can get into those uh, in the future. So um, yeah, there, there's there's so many positives about this.
1: There's so many positives about this. That was Mark Leishman uh, as to why he's heading to live golf. Can I throw something at you?
2: There could be about thirty or forty million positives for, for Mark Leishman. Yeah.
1: Can I throw something at you? And this is a thought that occurred to me. Uh, I did a cross with Senz during the week about the Cam Smith decision and Mark Leishman decision. And as I was writing down what Liv had done, and then I was writing down what the PGA had done in response. So in response with what the PGA have done is more tournaments, more money, more tournaments for more money, guaranteed money, half a million dollars that we spoke about uh, for, for those who play at least 15 tournaments, especially that to help the rookies. So they've they've gone to the to the vault where the money is, and they've started throwing it around. I could mount the case that Live has actually made not only the Live golfer's lives better, but Live by its invention, and by what it's been able to achieve so far, and the response that it has brought on by the PGA, has actually, and will actually make all the PGA players that stay lives better. Most
2: definitely. I mean, the... The biggest winners in this are the players of, of all these tours, especially mm. the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour. The other big winners are the agents, obviously, because <laughs> they're cashing in, <laughs> the ones that have gone. And, and I can talk about some agencies, you know, a bit later on. Yeah. But And then also the lawyers who are going to make, uh, make some pretty good coin out of all these lawsuits as well. But you're exactly right. The PGA Tour has certainly upped the ante. Now, they've had this these developments in the works, but it's definitely been fast track. That's for sure. You know, they signed a very big TV deal uh, a little little while ago and all that money's starting to kick in. So they've got mm. all these extra cash to spend. So it was coming, but just not to this extreme. Now, the funny thing is putting all this money into the game that they're doing is all well and good. And the unfortunate thing is it's become all about the money, which I don't really like. Mm. Um, you know, I watched a little bit of the Live Golf event on the weekend and it was all about the money. This putt is for $4 million. This putt is for this, okay. et cetera, et cetera. Whereas, you know, I, I'm I'm more about this is for the trophy, this is for the green jacket, the claret jug, whatever it is. And unfortunately, it's just gone down that money route, which, yeah. you know, for the well, players, it's it's helping them.
1: But for the spectator, I don't think it really does anything. So at the moment, they don't have that, live. They don't have ranking points. They don't have green jackets. They don't have majors. But it seemed to me that they, they, there was passion in it. There was... Um, and again, I'm probably standing like a. Again, I sit right on the fence with all of this because I understand all the anti, and I understand those who are for, especially in Australia, who think that it's a chance for elite golf to come here, and we'll speak about that because there's a guarantee of a tournament in at least one next year, looking like Sydney, and I can understand the PGA's view. I understand everybody's view. Um, but there did seem to be a level of 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 real competitive, um tension within the tournament itself so they're not really playing for anything other than the money and most of it they've already got but you know when you see the players blowing up you know cam smith when he bogeyed 17 i think it was he's had an equal share of the lead he'd come from five shots back probably played some of the best golf he ever has and and it seemed to mean something Hmm. to some of the players well
2: when you're a competitor whether you're playing for a dollar or four million dollars uh, you want to win basically and you know uh, it's an interesting thing that this this particular tournament, you know, in Boston, we haven't really spoken about it yet. But what happened was Dustin Johnson uh, was in a playoff with, and an- how do you say his name, Andraban Lahiri. Yep. That's it. And uh, Joaquin Neiman. So the three of them finished tight and you had West- Two of
1: those were two of the newbies. Exactly.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lahiri, Lahiri shot 64 in the final round. Neiman shot 66. DJ 65. It was a past 70. Smith shot 63 in the final round, and he had that chance, as you said, to get into the playoff, but unfortunately didn't. Westwood had a real low 162. But the interesting thing was, Cam Smith finished on the second hole. He wasn't even finishing on the 18th. Shotgun start. There's that weird dynamic there of the shotgun start, and then obviously DJ holds this massive bomb. It was about a what was it, a 35-footer at speed, hits the hole, goes in, the whole crowd goes nuts, etc. We've got the fireworks, the music and everything going, and Greg Norman's doing his thing. Greg was interesting at the start of the week. He parachuted in. I don't know if you saw that, but he jumped out of a plane. He also did that little video about how the live players can wear shorts uh, during the tournaments, which is neither here nor there for myself. I don't really mind either way. Um, but the interesting thing about this event, I have a feeling this is about as good as it's going to get this year because guess what's starting this week? Football in the U.S. Monday night football. The weekend is all football or the NFL, so
1: they're but going what, to be a little bit diluted. But what there isn't is golf because they have timed their run for these events and and to have a, a double header, um, they, they're going to they're going to their season will culminate at a time when there is no PGA golf, and I think that obviously is by design. It, it is now and that they've locked in probably the bulk of what they're going to lock in. The we understand that. Um, Matsuyama is a no. Um, a nine-figure deal was thrown at him, from what we understand, yep. and that would have opened up Asia, and that would have brought a lot of money coming back to Live. Which, why don't we put a pin in that? We'll come back on the other side and keep discussing that because there's a couple of ramifications and things that are still to play out. We'll talk about the event itself, the BMW PGA uh, in Europe. It's uh, the jewel in its crown, and, and and how the players are feeling about the Live players who are there. As we go to the break and off the tee, Sam Hargrave, Nick Ahern, this was Cam Smith after his final live round.
0: It was a good week out there. Um, yeah, just an unfortunate bogey there on on the second last hole and uh, may may cost me a spot in the playoff. No, it, it was great out there today. Um, you know, the competition here is, is fantastic. It's, it's loud. It feels like the course has got a heartbeat and uh, I love
1: that and I can't wait to keep going. You're listening to Off The Tee with Nick O'Hearn and Sam Hargraves. Listen back to any part of the show you might have missed by subscribing to the Off The Tee podcast. Still uh, still to come, Nick O'Hearn's going to take us around uh, one of his favourite golf courses that you, by the way, can play at Big Swing Golf, the best golf simulator experience that you are ever likely to have. So don't miss that. And we will tap into Nick's knowledge too, a uh, tip of the week from his book, How to Play Your Best Golf. So as we finish up our Live Boston chat, Nick, the other fascinating part of this, I thought, and again, I think we're now in a conversation where we, we it's not that we uh, are okay with, and sometimes you have to keep prefacing this. It's not that we uh, tick off or anything like that. that, that where the money comes from. We all understand that. But when you make that argument, you have to then carry that argument to every other bit of sport you have to take the argument to the fact that one of the major sponsors of the PGA uh, is just at, uh, is signing a multi multi 100 million dollar deal um in Saudi Arabia uh, themselves so you you can't pick and choose where you decide who can and who can't it's a big big issue absolutely but we just need to move on past that now and 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 just focus on what is and that this is happening The other interesting part of the finish was, so you've got the individuals finishing in the shotgun start situation, which is almost like when every team, you know, in uh, the Premier League season uh, plays on the very last day of it at the same time. And then you figure out at the end who's finished where. That's what this is. But there's the team event element to it.
2: Yeah, it was a little bit lost in this event, to be honest, because it was because it was such a hectic finish. And the one thing that a lot of the players have been talking about is how good this team event is, but they haven't been promoting it all that well, to be honest. And, mm. a, and the end of this particular one, I actually didn't really know who won until the end. But as it turned out, it was the four aces, which which is quite a name. Um, and but like a poker but they, troop, Yeah, but they've actually won three out of the four events. And that's Dustin Johnson, Taylor Gooch. Um, Cantlay? Is it Cantley? No, he, he's not on the tour. I can't remember the other player. But then you've got Pat Perez as well. Oh, no, and Pat Perez Lay, is absolutely loving it at the moment because this is his third win out of four in the teams event. I looked it up earlier. He's won in these events $2.6 million. $2.25 of it has been in the teams. So he's played some pretty ordinary <laughs> golf in the individual side of it. Yep. But his team keeps winning, which is fantastic. Another interesting stat, there was a guy called Siwan Kim who plays for the... Uh, Ironheads. Yep. He had the biggest difference in scores I've ever seen. He shot 87 the first round, 17 over par, then shot 63, 7 under par. 24-shot <laughs> difference. Unbelievable. The Aussie team, Team Punch, as they're called. It's an interesting name. Cam mm. Smith heading that one up. They finished in a tied for sixth. And that has, uh, obviously, Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, Matt Jones, Wade Ormsby. And then the other Aussie in the field is Jed Morgan. He plays for Team Talk, and they finished sixth. Uh, Sorry, in fifth position. So I think um,
1: Jed made about $140,000.
2: However, Jed has not played very well, obviously, in this no. whole thing. But the one thing I was uh, encouraged by is he shot 65 in the last round. He, he hasn't shot a good score in a long time. Mm. So that's actually a good sign for Jed. He's a really he's a ripping young bloke. And, you know, he's, he's making his money while he can. So next up, they're in Chicago yeah. in a couple of weeks at Rich Har- Harvest Farms where they had the 2009 Solheim Cup. And then after that, they're in Thailand, Saudi Arabia. And the finale in Miami in Trump Land, so that's going to be a very interesting event to finish it off.
1: And to finish it off, they're doing the, the you know the podium, the champagne, yeah, it's, it's a bit like, like a Formula One ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's there's all these different things that are going on, and and some you go, yeah, I can, yeah, and then others go, eh, is that a bit cringe? <laughs> is that a bit? So there's, you, you've got this whole experience watching it going. You're a constant war with yourself, I think, watching it. <laughs> you, you are. in a and, and I'll tell you what, there were some interesting
2: comments by uh, Gary Player through about a week ago. And yeah. And I'll, I'll, just, I'll just read one of the things that he said because it is fascinating. And he's you know, a legend of the game. Some people have different viewpoints on Gary. But he said, how can you be, ever be a champion playing a tour with 54 holes and no cut? What sort of a tour is that? 54 holes, no cut, a team event? Nobody understands. It's for people who don't have confidence in their future. They don't have confidence they can be winners. That's a big call for Gary Player to make. But, mm. uh, anyway, he, he actually then on, went on to say, I wouldn't take a billion
1: dollars for my nine majors. That's a, that's a big call from that Gary. That is massive. <laughs> so speaking of the majors, so I, I think we spoke about this last week, that again, take away all the other stuff. I can see this being really smart business for Cam Smith. Obviously, there's the initial money itself. But he then doesn't have to play as much golf. But will he still be as good if he's not playing as much? That's a big question. But he gets to spend time at home, happier, all that kind of stuff. He's got five-year exemptions from all the majors because of the Open, open Championship win. So he ticks that box so he gets to play in the the, the most sought-after and prestigious events. And then who knows where we all might be with this in five years. The lawsuits would be finished up by then, you'd think. You'd hope. Levi is going to go on or fall in a hole because they haven't been able to get – you know, the money, you can't – Greg Norman talks about the business plan of it and that, that uh, the business model. I think the business model relies on the fact that they want ownership of some of the teams. They want broadcast deals. They, want, they need things like that. You can't just be paying out, paying out, paying out. You've got to have something come back in. But they could have reached accommodations with the PGA. But then who knows where this will be? And he just might not want to play golf anymore, as you mentioned, after five years. But he still gets to play the majors. He's made $140 million. Now, all that, you go, I get that. But if Tiger and Rory get their way, and they are, I heard Crash Craddock speaking to Jerry Waitley and, and his sources over in the US are saying that Tiger and Rory are campaigning really, really strongly to the majors to cut the live guys and to deny them the ones with exemptions, to deny them the ability to play in those majors. Yeah, that's that's a game changer right there if that does happen. And the one the first that cab off the rank
2: next year is the Masters. And they have I, I They have the ability to say, no, Mm. you can't come and play because they almost run their own, well, they run by their own rules pretty much, and they can do whatever they want. So that's an interesting one. And unfortunately, Greg Norman threw them under the bus a while ago when he called Fred Ridley and the guys at the Masters, along with the other majors, part of the cabal. Now, one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to annoy the Masters because they will come at you hard. and and say guess what gents you're not allowed back and i heard bubba watson say well he's won two masters and he said well if they don't invite us back well it's a place i don't want to be anyway now i find that very hard to believe that there's a lot of the liver players about 9 i think who have won uh, the masters or former masters champions or they have nine green jackets between them i can't yep. remember actually what the statistic was but there are a lot of major champions yeah. in, in and that masters golf, championship masters especially yep. World rankings are a big part of it, obviously. Well, Cam
1: Smith has said that's unfair, he believes. He said that in the press conference. It's unfair that they don't get ranking points. Well, it, it,
2: that, that's completely wrong because there, there's a process every mm. new event and every new tour has to go through to get world ranking points. Now, the problem with the Live Tour is that the 54 holes, no cut, limited fields, there's three strikes. It but, doesn't
1: marry up, does no, it?
2: No, it doesn't. They're going to have to change the way their format works to get world ranking points. And then do if you think they do, that'll be
1: the accommodation? Maybe they ha- they're not the no cut but certainly if you go 72. Yeah. yeah because it, that, that will that's like help. saying, I mean, uh, that's essentially like saying that you want rankings in the uh, 400 metres when you only run the 100. <laughs> yep. just, it's just not the same event. You, yes, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. You're running. Yep. But you're not doing it over the same distance. So you can't qualify for the Olympics in the 400 if you've only run the one. <laughs>
2: it's an interesting way to look at it, yeah. But there's, cert- there's some negatives against them with the formats and everything like that. Mm. Now that's still going to take at least a year or two. So by that stage, as Mark Leishman, you you alluded to earlier, unfortunately, he's not going to play a major again unless he gets his world ranking back within the top 50, if the majors then say you can play as a live player. Now, one of the comments this year I heard at the US Open was the officials were saying for the 2022 US Open, we're allowing these guys to play. 2022 US Open, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. They kept saying 2022, so they were leaving the door open. So for 2023... This may change. Now, whether the majors get together and say, hey, we want to keep these guys out, that's another whole other story. And then we're going to get more lawsuits and more lawyers involved. So they'll, they'll be licking their lips.
1: Just quickly, President's Cup. And then when we come back, we will talk about the response to the live players um, at the BMW PGA um, that's uh, just about to get going. Uh, the President's
2: Cup? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so just recently, or actually it was uh, yesterday or earlier this morning, Trevor Immelman announced his captain's picks for the international team. His automatics were already Matsuyama, Sungjae Im, Tom Kim, uh, Corey Connors, Adam Scott and Mito Pereira. They were his six automatics. And then he got to have six uh, captain's picks. Now, this was interesting to me because I don't quite agree with his picks here. But anyway, he did pick KH Lee, uh, Sebastian Munoz, uh, Christian Bezadenhut and Australia's Cam Davis, and then Si Wu Kim. So he's got a few Korean guys in there, which is no problem at all. I'm, I'm happy for them to be on the team. But the world rankings uh, are the big issue for me. The other one that did get in was Taylor Pendrith. Now, he's mm. ranked 114 in the world, which is an interesting... Uh, you no know, Lucas Herbert. No Lucas Herbert and no Ryan Fox. So they're the two players for yeah. me that I really would have wanted in that team. Because you need and, – and they're – look, they're, they are so much underdogs right now. They're going to really struggle. You want guys in there that are going to fight or have a bit of mongrel in them, basically. And Lucas and Ryan, they're real fighters. Now, the one stat with Lucas, for instance, which is so important in match play, he's the best putter on tour this year. Ranked number one in several of the putting stats on the PGA Tour. You need players like that who can putt the ears off the ball in match play. So for him to miss out was a real – you know, a bit of a slight and Ryan Fox is ranked 47 in the world. Uh, an amazing, you know, for him to miss out. Lucas Herbert ranked 53 in the world. And then they've chosen players. Siwoo Kim, 75 in the world. Taylor Pendrith 114. Bezayden Hoot, 64. Cam Davis, I like that pick. You know, he's 67 in the world. It's good to have him as a young Aussie on, on their playing.
1: And the coach, uh, or the captain, uh, didn't miss the players that had left, um, when he made the point, cause Cam Smith had said that he, he wanted to be there. Um, Words to the effect of, "If you wanted to be here, you'd be here." <laughs>
2: well, yeah, the choice was taken out of his yeah. his hands anyway. The PGA Tour weren't going to let them play, and the Presidents Cup comes under the PGA Tour banner, basically. So, so Immelman had he knew what what was coming, yeah, and he's going to say all the right things. Uh, I was I was hoping Camp Smith might hang on to play the Presidents Cup, but yep. unfortunately, it never was to be.
1: Uh, we're going to speak about the, uh, the BMW PGA Championship, uh, which is happening from the 8th uh, to the 11th at Wentworth Club, Virginia Water in Surrey, in England. And the response, uh, John Rahm um, has been one, and Billy Horschel as well, uh, who have vented their displeasure at some of the live players uh, who are turning up to play uh, at this prestigious event, the Jewel in the DP World Tour crown. That's all after this. Sam Hargreaves, Nick Ahern. This is Off The Tee. You're listening to Off The Tea with Nick O'Hearn and Sam Hargraves. Listen back to any part of the show you might have missed by subscribing to the Off The Tea podcast. What
0: I do disagree with is some of the names that have never, never presented, expressed any support towards the European tour, any interest or the event whatsoever. And to be given those players an opportunity and take it from people that have dedicate themselves to the European Tour, I think it's wrong. It is a little bit more personal this time for me, because the first player out on the list is a Spanish player, Alfredo Garcia Heredia, a great friend of mine, who's played 20 European Tour events this year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you have a few guys that... Taylor Gooch, Abraham Answer, I'm not going to name anybody, but the only reason they're here for is well, ranking points, hoping they can finish in the top 50 to fin- play certain majors. Yeah. That's clear as day, and if they're saying otherwise, they're not fooling anybody, at least not me. Those guys, when they signed that deal and the money that they got, they factored in, they had to be, able, they had to be smart enough to factor in that they knew that they may not be able to play uh, either tour. They may not be able to get world ranking points. So, they fact, so the money they got was factored in, and that's why they signed those deals. So as much as I get along with Lee and Ian and, and some of these other guys very well, and they've supported the tour for, for quite some time, um, over their careers, I honestly feel like it's a slap in the face to to the rest of the members of this tour that they're coming to play. Um, I believe it is the biggest uh, purse on the DP World Tour with the you know with a full field, and that they are going to be taking money out of out of guys' pockets this week. And...
1: So John Rahm, world number six, and uh, Billy Horschel, world number fifteen, venting their frustration um, at the live players who especially those who have never, ever played uh, on the DP World Tour or barely played on the DP World Tour, now wanting to play uh, to try and uh, maintain their world ranking points. This is the theme uh, and this is the major conversation point, Nick Ahern, going into the the jewel in the DP World Tour crown, which is the BMW PGA Championship. Starts on the 8th till the 11th of September, Wentworth Club, Virginia Water in Surrey. It's probably not what they would have liked to be the major conversation point ahead of such an important event for them. And, and and especially going in now that there are golf riders and people saying, hey, from what we've seen at Live Boston, Live might be the second best tour in the world already.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's certainly uh, some dissent on the range and on the practice rounds over there at the BMW Championship uh, at Wentworth. It is their flagship event. And yeah, the whole part about that is there's 17 Live players that are taking spaces from 17 players on the european tour who can't play Mm. so they've remained loyal to the tour and if they can't play their biggest event what's going on is what they're all saying and and i i can completely understand that um you know ram was talking about look guys like westwood garcia polter stenson those sorts of players he can understand that They, you know, built this European, this DP World Tour up over Mm. the years and they're Ryder Cup stalwarts and they've done so much for the tour. He says, you know, I can understand that they're allowed to play, but someone like a Taylor Guthrie and Abraham Nansen, they've never played in, in Europe. They've never played Wentworth event. They're there for the world ranking points. They all know that. So they're taking these spots and this money away from people who are trying to keep their job for the next year. They've remained loyal to the European Tour, the DP World Tour. I keep saying European. And unfortunately, they can't compete. So... There's a lot of angst going on uh, at at, at Wentworth this week. And Rory McIlroy came out and said he's got extra motivation to make sure that one of those guys don't actually win the event. Um, And that'll be interesting to see what happens at the end. If one of those live players does have a chance to win and does win, what will that do for for the tournament and for golf in general?
1: Before we get to Aussies abroad, I forgot to ask you one thing. One of the things that Cam Smith talked about when he spoke about the rankings points and majors, and if they were denied the ability to play in majors because they didn't have the ranking points, then are the majors weakened by some of these players? Because there are 12, I think, major winners on the Live Tour. Cam Smith's the world number two. Dustin Johnson still inside the top 20, so two is Joaquin Neiman. Uh, And then you've got those guys, as you you mentioned before, Bubba Watson and, and so on and so forth. Are the Masters and are the majors lighter on they, without them.
2: They will be slightly lighter on, I think. Uh, I was counting it up earlier this year. And fact. are you robbing the fans? <laughs> well, perhaps. Not you personally. Yeah, Not me personally, no. There's about 13 live players at the moment that are still inside the top 50 in the world rankings. So that's going to change as as the end mm. of the year comes along. There might only be about two or three of them left in that top 50 because they can't get any points at the moment. So the one thing I must admit, after seeing these players like DJ, uh, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Koepka, Bryson DeSham go, go to the Live Tour, I've almost forgotten about Reed. them. I yeah. Patrick Reed especially. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really haven't thought much about them uh, yeah. as I've been watching the playoffs and the European Tour events mm. and so on. I was like, oh, oh yeah, I suppose they are over there still playing. And I guess with Cam Smith going, that's going to be the big one for me. It's like, oh, such a shame that, you know, I'm, I'm really, he's not going to be in my radar at all yeah. for, for a lot of the year unless I watch the live event and to be honest, I've watched a little bit on YouTube and it, it's not really appealing to me that much. So unless okay. they, unless they change things up and get things going a bit more, then then I will start watching it a bit more.
1: Yeah. I, I think a broadcast deal is is paramount to to, to what live are trying to do. The excitement though of an event and, and I'm, and I'm jumping back to live because I forgot to ask you this, but it is important for Australian golf fans live Sydney next year. They've already been out here. They're already scouting venues. This is why there's so much support for Cam Smith and the Australian guys in Australia, because the PGA has robbed Australia of uh, their best players um, and refused to give anything to Australian golf, despite enjoying what Australian golf has provided for them, which is a fair criticism of the PGA. How good will it be just on on, on star power alone to to have an event of players of that calibre in Australia? It'll be intriguing.
2: That's for sure. Um, I've heard Sydney and potentially the Gold Coast are two, two venues or areas that, that they may look at, hey, maybe even the Sunshine Coast. Wouldn't it be fantastic if they did bring one down to go back to Coolum? I mean, that, that would be amazing for them to have the event up there, but there's, there would be a certain buzz in Australian golf. And again, I think what you'll find is there would be a massive divide <laughs> between the people that like it and the people that don't. And that's what's happening in golf at the moment. Mm. But it will be a big buzz for Australian golf to get – I mean, Cam's coming down here anyway at the end of the year, as is Leishman, to play the Aussie Open. Lucas Herbert as play well. play the PGA. Yep. So we're going to see them down here anyway playing these big Hannah events. Hannah Green. Which, uh, Minji Lee. Minji Lee, yep. Yeah, exactly. We've got all the superstars of Australian golf coming down. As far as a live golf event, Greg Norman will be back, obviously, if he if he comes along with for the ride, which I'm sure he will be. It's going to create a unique atmosphere. I'm not sure how I feel about it as, as of yet, but um, – if they can then use that to help the local tour and to just drive more tournaments in a, in a way, I mean, that's where Cam Smith has an opportunity and Mark Leishman, uh, the Aussies that have joined that tour and made such a big money, they have an opportunity to really, you know, I hate to use this word, but grow the game more Mm. down down here in Australia. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yep. I think that goes a long way in the court of public opinion. You you speak a lot about home and how important it is and how important it is golf here. Well, Lucas Herbert, we know, is donating money back into development golf and to junior golf. You guys, what are you doing? Yeah, Adam th-
2: Scott's always been great. Like He, he yeah. won the Masters. He came down here and played all the Aussie events, took the green jacket around, showed everyone. It was such a an invaluable thing for Australian golf.
1: I don't want to take too much time away from uh, your big swing golf, uh, your course of the week and your tip of the week. Give me a couple of highlights from Aussies uh, on tour. We respectfully won't be able to get through them all, but give hmm. me a couple of highlights that uh, – you wanted to uh, touch on from this week in golf?
2: Well, Hannah Green had a solid week on the LPGA tour, finishing tied for 10th. She's moved up in the world rankings now to number 17, up a couple of spots. Uh, that was a good solid week for her. I would say, um, you know, the, on the uh, the secondary tour over there, which is the um, uh, the Epson tour, Grace Kim had another really good yes. finish. Tied for third, which is a great finish for her. Also... Pretty Gab, much
1: locked in her spot next year. Pretty much locked it One in. One event yeah. to
2: go. Yeah, she's... Uh, She's actually four events left, but she's oh, sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. No, you're getting it, but she's pretty much locked it up. Yeah. anyway. Top 10. She's now fourth on the, on their money list, which is great. Gabby Ruffles had a tied for 12 finishes, uh, finish there as well on that tour that moves her into 12th spot along with Robin Choi, who's in 13th. So they've got a real opportunity yep. in these last four events to get in there. Unfortunately, Um, On the DP World Tour, all the Aussies missed the cut, which was such a shame. And then on the Corn Corn Ferry Ferry. Tour, none of the Aussies got their card through the finals. Uh, Aaron Badley was the best where he finished tied for 46 in the final event. And ended up 34th, but um, it just wasn't meant to be. Unfortunately,
1: Aussies abroad. Uh, we'll continue to do that every week, celebrating the great work of our Australian golfers uh, in all the international tours around the world. When we come back, uh, Nick's course of the week, thanks to Big Swing Golf, the best golfing simulator experience that you can ever have. Uh, and Nick's knowledge, his tip of the week from how to play your best golf. That's next on Off the Tee. You're listening to Off the Tea with Nick O'Hearn and Sam Hargraves. Listen back to any part of the show you might have missed by subscribing to the Off the Tea podcast. Uh, it's been wonderful to have your company on Off the Tea, uh, Sam Hargraves, Nick O'Hearn. Big Swing Golf. Uh, It was a pleasure to be able to speak to one of the bosses of Big Swing Golf last week. Indoor golf, real fun, fast. They announced uh, the launch of their Big Swing Golf League. But you can head there for casual play. You can do functions. Great. Uh, Work Christmas parties aren't that far away, if you can believe that. Maybe it is a little far away, a couple of months. But no matter what the occasion, um, birthdays, you name it, you can head down there just after work, bonding, bonding. Family fun, there's coaching available. This is indoor golf, real fun, fast. It is a massive screen, exciting virtual game, big swing golf delivers one of a kind simulation, fun for golfers and non-golfers alike. And one of the incredible parts of it, Nick Ahern, is that they've got some of the greatest courses in the world that you can play the simulator of. And most of these you've actually played at the highest level. Um, And so you're able to give us a little insight into some of them. Where are you taking us this week?
2: Well, this week I'm actually taking you somewhere close to home for me because when I was living in the U.S. in Orlando, Florida, I was yeah. five minutes down the road from the Bay Hill Country Club. Now, ah. Club and Lodge, as they call it, Bay Hill, obviously the Arnold Palmer tournament that they have yeah. year in, year out over there. It was a fascinating golf course, somewhere where Tiger Woods won nine times and all he ever used to think he saw was Tiger holing a 20 or a 30-foot putt on the last hole to win Bay Hill and the big fist pump and the red shirt. It was just an amazing scene and an amazing atmosphere. And it has, I think, three, uh, probably the last three holes are some of the best finishing holes, spectacle-wise, in the game. So when you play this on big swing golf, the front nine, you've got quite a bit of water to go around. There's a par five. I think it's the sixth hole where John Daly hit about eight balls in the water there one year because he tried to take on too much of the water. Uh, that's a fascinating par five on the front nine. But the last three holes, 16, 17, 18, are very strong, very tough golf holes. Plenty of water around. You see the old alligator there as well. It's actually the scene of my only disqualification on the PGA Tour as well. Oh, hang on. Yes. Do tell. Well, John Daly got me DQ'd, unfortunately. They they had a rule. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they had a rule over there that if you didn't play in the Pro-Am you, or you, you missed your tee time for the Pro-Am, you actually got disqualified. Now, I was first or second reserve. I can't remember what I was, and uh, but I got the, um, the morning and the afternoon wave mixed up, and John didn't show because he'd had a bit of a big night the night before.
1: <laughs> get and, out of town. And
2: I was one of the reserves, and I wasn't there because I thought I was off in the afternoon. Apparently, I was in the morning, and uh, I got DQ'd. So, yeah, that was a bit disappointing. It's a bit of a sad memory about Bay Hill. Oh. However, those final few holes, when you get on big swing golf, you're going to absolutely love them because you've got to hit quality golf shots there, and you'll you'll see what Tiger was doing and how he won those nine
1: tournaments. Uh, Make sure you head to bigswinggolf.com.au. There are venues all up and down the eastern seaboard of Australia. And if it keeps going the way it is, I'm sure uh, there'll be one coming uh, very close to you sooner rather than later. But Big Swing Golf, indoor golf, real fun, fast, cannot recommend it uh, any higher. Bigswinggolf.com.au. How to play your best golf. Nick Ahern's book available in all good bookstores online as well. Each week we tap into Nick's knowledge, um, and he's so generous to giving us uh a tip to help you play your best golf. Um I've already um started to read be, uh how to play your best golf uh to my 8 week old son Charlie. Because I'm I'm not going to be like one of those You need to post that
2: video by the way. I've shown <laughs> Nick
1: the video. Um we had a few false starts uh, with the video, <laughs> just a few issues. <laughs> Some of the content might not be suitable. Uh thanks to the dog. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> So the, because um, I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to be like an overbearing parent, hmm. um, but I certainly do want to put a golf club in his hand as soon as I humanly possibly can. But I want to get the mental side of him switched on straight away before he even picks up a club. <laughs> so how to play your best golf. What's our tip for this week? So the tip for this week, it's, it's a very simple one, and I talk
2: about it in the book, but you know, I'll, I'll reel off a stat for you to begin with. So the person who has won the most professional golf tournaments, man or women in the US, on the LPGA or the PGA Tour is a lady by the name of Kathy Whitworth. She won 88 tournaments. Wow. Amazing. Amazing that, that she did that. And the secret to it was what she did when she hit shots into the green. Avoid the flag. She aimed for the middle of every green. That was her go-to. Whenever she fired into a green, aim for the centre of the green because if you aim there, you're never going to go too far wrong. You're going to leave yourself some room for error. And a funny thing, you know, a friend of mine this week was playing up at Cathedral, David David Evans, who who's the owner up there. Uh, the course isn't quite open yet, so they didn't have a flag in the fourth hole. In the fourth green, it's a par three. He hits off, the ball goes in the hole. Didn't even... Didn't even know where the hole was, but he was just aiming for the middle of the green. So that's a great <laughs> example wow. of, of, of a bizarre occurrence when you just aim at the middle. But I, I sort of digress there a little bit. But, but that's something for every golfer out there. Don't look at the flag. Just look at the middle of the green. Try and get it to there. And then you won't be too far away from having a 20 or a 30 foot putt. And maybe if the flag's in the middle, you're going to have a short birdie putt.
1: Well, what's the most famous shot? Take out the Open Championship. What's the most famous shot that Cam Smith has hit?
2: Well, yes, uh, that would be that approach shot into the 17th at
1: Sawgrass. Yes.
2: He certainly wasn't aiming for the middle of the green.
1: <laughs> well, he actually did say, didn't he, uh, that it was a well, mishit. He, he blocked it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He was,
2: I, I I think he should have been aiming about 30 feet left. I have a feeling he was aiming about 10 feet left. Yeah. And he did block it a little bit and it went between the flag and the water. So he kind of got away with one there. Yeah. He did. He, he, it would have been much better off, I think, if he'd have aimed for the middle of the green and he hit the block, then it might have even finished closer, but... It doesn't matter. He won the tournament anyway.
1: Well, Will Zalatoris and who was it in the playoff um, for the uh, the second round, uh, first round of uh, the uh, FedEx Cup?
2: Oh, that was um, Cameron.
1: Uh, who was that? You, you Sepp Straka.
2: There, there you go. Sepp
1: Both of them should have been following that advice. Exactly one ended right. up on the rocks, and the other one uh, ended up in the water. Nick, another great to catch up with you. Great to be with you again uh, for off the tee. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Sam. Uh, thank you for listening. If you missed anything, it's up on the podcast, sen.com.au. Make sure you get a copy of Nick's book. Make sure you tune in again uh, next week as we're back in our regular time slot, 8pm on Tuesday night. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au.
2: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP-01005.